There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Intefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs, and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Guide us into all truth, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together. Great, mighty, and populous. Amen. And uh, tonight, I want to talk about building the church. Building the church. And throughout the week, I'll be talking about the church and the need for us to build a great, mighty, populous church. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, please come with me to Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah chapter 1. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and it came to pass in the month Chislo. In the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, in the twentieth year, as I was in Shushan the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, and he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which we are left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. Go ahead. And they said unto me, The remnants that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burnt with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept, and mourned certain days, and fasted, and prayed before the God of heaven. And said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him, and observe his commandments. Thank you. Come to chapter 2, Nehemiah chapter 2. From verse 1. And it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the twenty year of Artaxerxes the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad? Seeing thou art not sick, this is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was sore afraid, and said unto the king, let the king, and said unto the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, for what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, if it please the king, and if thy servants have found favor in thy sight, 
that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him, For how long shall thy journey be? And when wilt thou return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Hallelujah. And then please pick it from verse 17. Verse 17. Then said I unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in now, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burnt with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's word that he had spoken unto me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. But when Sambalat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant the Ammonite and Geshem the Arabian had it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, What is this thing that ye do? Will ye rebel against the king? Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build. But ye have no portion, no right, no memorial in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Now look at verse 17. Then said I unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem light wastes. And the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. Come and let us build up Jerusalem and its wall so that we be no more a reproach. So tonight, under building a church, I am talking about come and let us build the church of God. Come and let us build the church of God. Now, brothers and sisters, the church of Jesus is the most important institution on earth. Hallelujah. We must rise and use all our resources to build his church. Now, the church is the most important institution on earth. Can I have an amen? I know there are banks. I know there are educational institutions, colleges, universities, industries, companies. But As believers, you and I must understand that the church of Jesus Christ is the most important institution on earth. Can I have an amen? And therefore, as Christians, we must rise up and use all our resources, our energies, our strength, our ability, our time, our intelligence, our riches and wealth, our opportunities to do only one thing. To build the church of Jesus Christ. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, Christians today 
have chosen rather to build their lives. Christians sit in churches and the first reason why they are in church is to build their life. To find a husband, to find a wife, to get money, to get blessings, to buy lands, to build houses, to travel abroad. Now listen, we have turned the scripture upside down. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. But we have changed, we have turned the scripture outside. We want all other things to be added unto us. We want the money, we want the riches, we want the good life, we want all the great things on earth when we have not first sought his kingdom. That is why many of us no matter how much bishop has preached for us, our circumstances have not changed much. Now listen. What Jesus is building today is his church. Now, if God decided to come to earth for just one day, tomorrow, tomorrow Monday, the 6th of March, which happens to be the Independence Day of Ghana, by the way. Alright? We are sister, yes. God willing, tomorrow. But if God decided to come to earth and spend 24 hours to solve the problems that we have, I want us to ask ourselves the question, what would God have done? And whilst we are thinking, let me give you some of the options of what God will do. Perhaps, since we all need money so much, Jesus will set up a lot of banks everywhere, every street, every corner, where we can all go and get money without any interest. Perhaps that is what you will do. Banks everywhere. Perhaps because our educational facilities in Africa are not so well developed. Maybe Jesus will just wave his hands and then primary schools and high schools and secondary schools and universities and polytechnics and technical schools and nursing training colleges and medical schools and engineering schools will just pop up all over so that our children can have education and can become great. Perhaps Jesus will set up a lot of companies factories so that we can get jobs to do because we need jobs. How many of you need to realize that we need jobs? Eh? We need jobs. Perhaps Jesus would you know, establish a lot of boreholes all over to help us to get some drinking water. If God decided to become a man for 24 hours, what will he do? But brothers and sisters, more than 2,000 years ago, God indeed became a man. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life, 
And the life was the light of men. And the light shined into the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. He came to bear witness of the light. He himself was not a light, but he came to bear witness of the true light, which if any man believed, they will be saved. He came into the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Hallelujah. He came unto his own, but his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believed on him, which were born, not of the will of man, nor of the flesh, nor of blood, but by the will of God. And the flesh, John 1, 14, and the flesh came to dwell amongst us. And we beheld his glory, even as the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. So the word of God, Jesus, came to live among us. Now, when God became a man as Jesus, what did he do? He didn't build banks. He didn't build institutions. He didn't build markets. He didn't, he didn't set up financial institutions. When Jesus came, what did he do? He went about preaching, teaching, healing the sick, and establishing the kingdom of God. When the Son of God walked upon the face of the earth, what he did was that he raised up the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Matthew 4, 17, the Bible said that, and from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of God has come. Matthew 4, 23, the Bible said that, and Jesus went throughout all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of diseases. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, the Bible said that, and Jesus went about in all their cities and all their villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel, and healing all manner of diseases. Brothers and sisters, when God became a man, he did not, he did not set up banks. He did not set up educational institutions. He did not set up hospitals. When the Son of God came, what he did was to bring the good news. The good news to a dying world. What that tells me is that the, the, the master key to the solutions of all the problems of the peoples of the earth is the church. Is the church. The church is the answer to all the problems of the peoples of this world. This is what makes the church of Jesus Christ very, very important. Now, when Jesus finished his earthly ministry and he was going, he called the disciples and said, continue the work. Continue the work. Preach the gospel. Win the loss. Make disciples. Gather people. Everywhere. 
That is the word that he gave to the disciples. That is why he sent the Holy Spirit. Now, we now use the Holy Spirit for our own selfish purposes. We want to sit in church and the Holy Spirit to see us getting married, getting rich, becoming great, becoming very wealthy. That is what we want to see. That is why today, you see Christians, Christians don't pray, Christians don't study the, the Bible, Christians are looking for prophets. Christians are looking for prophets to see their husbands and their wives, to see their money, to see their shoes, to see their lands, and to see their houses. But the reason why the Holy Spirit came, the reason why the Holy Spirit came was to help us to become witnesses. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus said, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall become witnesses. The reason why the Holy Spirit was given is so that we can become witnesses of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Yes. Yes. The reason why you are alive, listen to this. There is a reason why you are alive as a Christian. Lift up your right hand. Say, there is a reason why I'm alive as a Christian. Yeah. There's a reason. There's a reason. Now, many years ago, Bishop Dark spoke about an encounter that he had with a white taxi driver in London. He picked up this taxi and as they were going, he asked the driver, who was a white man, do you believe in God? He said, no. Do you believe in heaven? He said, no. Do you believe in hell? He said, no. Now, white people don't believe in God anymore. Yeah. When you go to Europe today, the cathedrals are being taken over by other religions. The cathedrals are being turned into um, clubs. Yes. As you and I sit in church and we are dressing and we are dancing and we are happy. Other religions are taking over the cathedrals. Now, as they were as they, they, they were they went along, the white man now asked Bishop Dad, but you do you believe in God? <laughs> and the bishop said, Yes, I believe. Then he asked, Do you believe in hell? He said, Yes, I believe. Then he asked him, So do you believe in heaven? He said, yes, I believe. Then a white man says something. He said, do you believe that hell is a better place than earth? How many of you believe that heaven is a, a better place? Heaven, he asked him, do you believe that heaven is a better place than earth? How many of you believe that heaven is a better place than earth? Yes. And so the bishop said, yes. And then a white man asked him. He said, if you believe that heaven is 
a better place than earth. Then why don't you kill yourself now? And go to heaven. How many of you realize that's a good question? No, it's a good question. It's a legitimate question. If you say that heaven is nicer, is better, now how many of you realize that there's a lot of sufferings on earth? So then why don't you kill yourself now and go? And the bishop said, you know, just at the time that he made up his mind to offer an answer, he got to his destination and then he got out. But he was thinking about it. Now what a question. What a question. Why are you alive today? And then he said, he had an answer for the man. And this is the answer. The answer is that you cannot kill yourself because the work that God has given you to do on earth, you have not done it. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. The scripture says, For we are, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before ordained that we should walk in them. So there are certain good works. There are certain good works that every Christian is supposed to do before you can think about going to heaven. And those good works are the good works that Jesus came to do. Preaching, teaching, bringing the lost into the kingdom. Doing the work of God. Building churches. Serving the Lord. Can I have an amen? amen? That is why we are alive. Hello? Thank God, thank God for your marriage. But you are not alive for your marriage. Thank God for your job, but you are not alive for your job. Thank God for your house, but you are not allowed to build houses. You are alive to do certain good works that God ordained. We have been called, we have been chosen, we have been consecrated, we have been set aside to do the works of God. And that work is the work of building the church of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus is building his church. Now listen to me. There is only one thing that Jesus is doing now. He is building his church. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, he said, I will build my church. I will build my church. I will build my church. And after his earthly ministry, he said to the disciples, Go and build my church. Go and build my church. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, go and build my church. Mark 16, 15, go and build my church. Luke 24, 45, go and build my church. John 20, 21, as my father has sent me, so do I send you. Go and build my church. Church, the reason why we are alive, the real reason why the church is alive is to continue to build the church of Jesus Christ. We lose our relevance. 
we lose our significance. We lose our relevance in this world if we do not build the church. Yes. If you are a child of God, God is expecting you to build his church. You have been called as a co-laborer. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9, the Bible said that we are laborers together with him. As Jesus is building his church, we the believers are laborers. We the pastors. We the church workers. We the choristers are laborers together with him. It is a special grace that has been given to us. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1. The Bible says that, see that we also are workers together with him. We must not let this grace be in vain. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Thank you. Ye then, we then, as workers together with him. If we are workers together with him, then it means we are doing something. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Now, what if, if the scripture says, we are workers together with him. It means we are doing something with him. How many of you agree? We are doing something with him. Now, so the question we should ask ourselves is, what are we doing with him? What we are doing with him is what he's doing. And what is he doing? He said, I will build my church. Hello? I will build my church. Now, just like the unfortunate state of Jerusalem, where the walls were broken down, where the gates were bent down, much of the church of Jesus Christ is not built. It's not built. Yeah. Sierra Leone is 70% another religion. Bishop, is that not the case? Yeah. So, when you count every ten Ceylonians, one, two, three, four, ten, only three of them, only three of them, perhaps, belong to the church. The seven belong to other religions. Can I have an amen? That is the state in which we are today. The church of Jesus Christ is going down, 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 down. And other religions are going higher and higher. Christianity is no more the fastest growing religion in the world. Another religion has taken over. Another religion has taken over. You see, why? Why? There was a time, I believe in the times of Bishop and his dear wife and our father here, when all that Christians wanted was salvation. Preaching the gospel. Witnessing at every corner. Witnessing at every seat. But not now. Today we come to church and we want to marry. 
We want cars. We want lands. We want buildings. That is what we want. And that is why the church is disappearing. But thank God. Thank God for Flaming Sword 2017. May there be a release of another spirit. May God bring a spirit of expansion and growth and revival in the name of the Lord Jesus. So Nehemiah called the elders of the church and he said, look at the distress that we are in. The walls of Jerusalem have been broken down. The gates have been bent. Men and brethren, come. Let us rise up and build. Let us rise up and build. Let us rise up and build. It is time for you and I to rise up to build a church. Yes. All of us. And I'll be talking more about that as we go on. It is time for us to rise up to build a church. It is the most important institution in the whole world. Hallelujah. Nehemiah said, no, the situation is not good. Any genuine child of God here, any genuine pastor here, must know that the situation of the Christ, the church of Christ, is not good. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Listen. Islam is determined to take over the world. In my country, from almost the middle part of it, already it is predominant in the north. But almost from the middle part to the north, an Islamic organization has decided to build 1,000 mosques. It's a project. It's a project. And already in those places, there are many churches. The Catholic Church, Assemblies of God, you know, and then one or two churches. Then that is it. Brothers and sisters, it is time for us to rise up to build a church. Hallelujah. Living Word of Faith. Ministries International cannot be limited to Freetown. It must be found in every city, every town, every village, every heart of Sierra Leone. As a matter of fact, it must be found on every street, every street corner, wherever there's a, there's a, a, a dancing club, a branch of this church must be there. Wherever there are prostitution brothels, a branch of this church must be there. Wherever people drink, a, a branch of this church must be there. And not only in Selyon, but we must rise up and push this church outside the borders of Selyon. In every African country, this church must be there. This church must go to Europe. It must go to Asia. It must go everywhere. We must build a church. 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 Now, I'll give you good advice. 
As far as I'm concerned during this conference, I'm not here to talk about your prosperity. You have prospered enough. It is time to build the church. Are you clapping hands for Jesus? Is it, is it, you, you didn't clap because I didn't say you get a lot of millions. Yeah. If I have said that you get a lot of millions, you have clapped. But I said it is time for us to rise up to build the church of Jesus Christ. Pastors. Pastors. Pastors of living word. Of faith ministries. Our agenda is to build the church. Yes. Many of us pastors have become worldly. We have become worldly. We are looking for riches. We are looking for money. We are not looking for churches. We are not looking for souls. We are looking for self-improvement. Class. I shouldn't say it, eh? I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't say it. I will say it. Yes. Yes. It is time. It is time for us to build a church. We must use every breath to build a church. More churches, more congregations, more fruits. Just about two weeks ago, I gathered um, a lot of missionaries in Ghana. And I trained them on how to plant churches. And I told them, let's go and build more churches, more congregations, and let us go and bear more fruit. Pastors, we must be ashamed of ourselves. We are a disappointment to Jesus. Yes. The church is dying because of the pastors. The church. Now, recently, somewhere, somewhere last year, Bishop Dad preached a camp message. He said, the church must send or it will end. Even we, the pastor, we don't want to go anywhere. We are happy in the church where we are. But a pastor's business is church. Hello? A pastor's business is church. And more churches. When a pastor has a church, the next thing he's thinking about is more churches. A secular businessman thinks about money and more money. A pastor thinks about church and more churches. Yes. You should see us. We are sitting down in the church. We have become fat. Not from the from the anointing. Not from not from a burden to do something for Jesus. But we have become fat for messages of prosperity. We have received riches and yet we can't find the riches. Where's your riches? Where's your riches? Show me your riches. Show me. You have sat in the church for 10 years receiving blessings, money, promotion. Show me your promotion. Show me your promotion. 
Show me the cars. Show me the buildings. You don't have them. You don't have them. You don't have them. But in Numbers chapter 23, I believe, he said, you shall serve the Lord and he shall bless you. When you serve the Lord, he will bless you. The reason why you have been receiving the riches, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, and you can't find it, is because you have not served the Lord. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things, what things? The money, the cars, the wives, the husband, the children, everything will be added unto you. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? So brothers and sisters, it is time for us to rise up to build a church. Yes. Every Christian, every pastor, every bishop must be consumed with only one agenda. More churches. More churches. More churches. More churches. Every pastor must dream of more churches. Yes. We have given a vision to our missionaries. Every missionary should have, Bishop, the vision of him planting 100 churches. Hundred churches. Yes. What we need is more churches. Let up your right hand. Say, what we need is more churches. What we need is more churches. Hallelujah. We can only become great. We can only become mighty. We can only become populous if we rise up to build. You will have it if you build it. Yeah. We have to be planting churches all the time. Just about two weeks ago, I sent over 40 people to go and start 22 new churches. 22 new churches. They should go and start. Last year, and this is talking about my cathedral, my area. Not a worldwide church. Over the last three years, we have started for my cathedral, my influence, my area of influence, not less than 50 branches. Not less than 50 branches. Yes. More churches. More churches. More churches. More churches. More churches. I said more churches. Yes. Tomorrow in the morning when you wake up, the first thing that must come into your mind is not money. It's not your visa. The first thing is, Lord, more churches. More churches. More churches. More churches. Now, I realize that the reason why even pastors we are not building the churches. It's because we don't know what the church is. 
So what is the church? What is the church? Number one, the church is the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. Our understanding of what the church really is will help us to give all our efforts to building the church of the Lord. The church is not the building. It is more than that. It is more than the church building. What is the church? The church is the body of Christ. When I say the body of Christ, what does it mean? The part of the world that is attached to Jesus Christ as his people. Now, Jesus is the head. The church is the body. So, the part of the peoples of this world that are attached to Jesus, that is the church. That is the church. Can I have an amen? amen. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 27. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 27. Now, ye are, are the, the body, body of, of Christ. Christ and members in particular. Hallelujah. So you can see. Now you are the body of Christ. So the church is the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, 22 and 23. Ephesians chapter 1, 22 and, 20, and 23. And as put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Christ is the head. The church is his body. And watch. Which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The church is the fullness of Christ that fills everything. That is the church. The body of Christ. Can I have an amen? amen. Number two. The church is the assembly of believers in God. The church is the assembly of believers in God. There is the need for more peoples in the world and in our communities to be assembled in God. Amen? Now watch. Right now as we are assembling here, I can tell you that there are a thousand and one assemblies all over Sierra Leone and in Freetown. Some are drinking. Eh? Some are watching pornography. Some are watching movies. Some are watching football. All kinds of assemblies. But the church are the people who have assembled in the name of God. And there's a need. There's a need for more and more people to be assembled they will not assemble on their own, but they must be assembled. And that assembly is the church. So what we are expected to do as Christians is to go into the world, go into the communities, and assemble people in Christ. In fact, that is where that name came from, Assemblies of God. The Assemblies of God Church, that's where it came from. Hallelujah. 
more and more people must be assembled. Listen, they will not assemble on their own. Thieves will not come into the kingdom on their own. Lies will not come to kingdom on, on their own. No. Drug addicts will not come to the kingdom on their own. They must be assembled. And that assembly, alright, and that process of assembly is done by us, the believers. So when we sit in the church and we are not ready to go out, to go and assemble people, we are going to have nobody assembling in the name of the Lord. They will be assembling as footballers, as dancers, as drug addicts, as prostitutes, as thieves, as armed robbers, whatever, but not as the people of God. Not as the people of God. When you look into the life of Jesus, everywhere Jesus was, there was an assembly. And you will see that most times, it was an assembly of very bad people. In Luke 15, they said, why is he eating with this type of people? Bad people. Hallelujah. But brothers and sisters, the church is the assembly of bad people who through the power of the Holy Spirit will receive the word of God. Their sins will be washed away. They will be filled with the Holy Ghost and they will be turned into the sons and the daughters of God. Now watch this. Watch this. Are you looking at me? Pastors. Pastors. We are not having church. What we have is not a church. If we have churches, our churches will be the weirdest places to be. On Sunday morning, as you are preaching, you will see somebody just getting up and smoking. You will see drunkards. You will see somebody getting up and then drinking in the church. You will see ladies who are almost naked. Why? Because the church is an assembly, assembling of sinners. Sinners. We don't have sinners in our churches. We have nice people. No, we don't have sinners. We don't, we don't, we, 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 we don't want sinners. We want ourselves. We want ourselves. The church is not about ourselves. The church is about sinners. Yeah. When you go to our churches today, okay, altar call, most pastors don't do altar calls. We do other calls for money, for husbands, for wives, for visa. Even people into 419 business, we, we do other calls to lay hands to bless them. So that God will prosper them. But we don't do other calls for the loss to come to Jesus. But the church is the assembling of sinners. John chapter 8. They brought a woman caught in adultery. They said, kill him. Jesus said, we don't kill. We don't kill sinners. We give sinners an opportunity to repent. Look, when sinners come into our churches, they can't say, because we are too self-righteous, number one. And number two, we don't even know why the church exists. Yeah. I can tell you that if next week, Sunday, real sinners enter this church, some of us wouldn't like to sit with them. why the church is not growing. It's not increasing. Because sinners are not going to come into the church. But Jesus said, they asked Jesus, why did you leave your throne 
in heaven to come on earth. And he replied in Luke 19, 10, For the Son of Man is come to seek that which was lost and to save them. Yes. Pastors, we are looking for money. We are looking how to improve ourselves. It's true. It's true, pastors. It's true. We are looking for how we can get nice cars. Some of you are angry with your bishop. Because he, dri- he drives a nice car. You don't drive a nice car. So you are angry. Because your attention is on prosperity and blessings. But a pastor has not been called to become a businessman. A pastor is called to assemble sinners. And with the pastors, we have polluted our members. Yes. We are polluted our members. As the shepherd is, so are the people. So the people are not building the churches because we the pastors, we are not building the church. That is why a pastor can sit in there. You can sit with 50 members for five years and you are very happy. There is no true businessman who will do business only to earn 10,000 loans in five years. He will stop that business. A pastor who is a true pastor will cry before God, will fast, will not eat, will weep, will be burdened for that church to grow. But most pastors, we don't do that. Because we don't even know what we are doing. Hello? What a shock. I said, what a shock. Shake your right, your right leg and then give, give, give a little shock. Of it. Give, give a little shock of your, your shoulder like this. What, 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 what a shock. What a shock. Give a sustained shock like that. A sustained shock. A sustained shock. Sustained shock. Clap your hands for Jesus, somebody. Building the church. 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 Don't worry about money. You cannot serve God and go empty. I've not seen it before. David said, I was young. Now I am old. He said, never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Yeah. Yeah. God blessed me with a very big hospital, Bishop. Very big hospital in Ghana. And he told me, it's over. Give it out. I gave it out and walked away. But I'm not dead. No. I'm not dead. She has taken care of me. Has taken care of me. So stop making money your aim, pastors and church members and church workers. First thing first, let's build the kingdom. Let's give ourselves to the kingdom. Yes. You know, um, one of my daughters, very beautiful lady, very, very beautiful lady, has been wanting to get married for many, many years. Educated, 
beautiful. I mean, what most men would like to have as a wife. But for some reason, she was not being chosen. I saw her deteriorating. She was most times morose, depressed. Yes. About, about three years ago, I called her and I said, forget about the marriage. Forget about the marriage. Now, I want you to serve God. Now, I want you to serve God. So, I gave her something in the church to do. And now, she started dedicating her time, her energy, for the work in the church. Exactly two years later, somebody just came and looked at her and said, I'll marry you. I'll marry you. As I'm speaking right now, she's married. She's gone to the husband. Then she sent me a text and said, Bishop, thank you for the day that you asked me to work for Jesus. She has connected the blessing to working for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us build a church. The church is the assembly of believers in God. Yes. That's a church. That is a church. That is the church. So the, number one, the church is the body of Christ. Number two, the church is the assembly of believers. Hallelujah. In the Lord. And number three, the church eh, is the children of God in this world and in his kingdom. The children of God in this world and in his kingdom. That is the church. There are more than 7 billion people in the world. Okay? They are, they are called the creatures of God. Or people. They are different from the children of God. So, these 7 billion people, those who become the children of God, that is the church. That is the church. That's the church. So wherever we are, if you are, if you are a pastor at Bo or Kenema, and there are, let's say, 20,000 people there, 50,000 people, 10,000 people, and you have a church of 30 people, it means through your efforts, do you understand it? You have turned only 30 people to become the children of God out of the 20,000. How many of you understand that? Alright. John chapter 1, 11 and 12. John chapter 1, 11 and 12. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, him to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. Watch. To them gave you power to become the sons of God. So not everybody is a child of God. Not everybody is a daughter of God. But those who receive Jesus. Now, when we say building a church, what are we doing? We are going to help people to receive Jesus. And when we help people to, be, to receive Jesus and believe in him, they become part of the children of God. That is the church. That is the church. 
is a church. So when we don't build a church, when we don't build a church, what we are doing is that we are, look, the people in this world belong to two fathers. Either they belong to God or they belong to Satan. So when we don't build a church, we are allowing most people in the world to become, to remain the, the children of Satan. As we are dancing in church, we are dancing and giving a little offering and being happy and hugging ourselves and turning ourselves into just friends in the church. There are millions, there are millions who could become the children of God but are not the children of God because you and I, we are not building the church. How many of you understand that? I'm trying to explain to you what the church is. Yes. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you understanding. The children. Most of the people in the world are called the children of disobedience. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 and 2. And you are to be quickened who we are dead in trespasses and sins. We are in, in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children. The of The spirit that now worketh in the spirit of disobedience. So the people in this world are called children of disobedience. When we build a church, we are bringing them to the disobedience, to the obedience of God. How many of you can understand that? Hallelujah. So that is the church. The body of Christ. The children of God. And that is why in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, God says, come out from among them. Come out from among them. Look at that scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 from from verse 16. Very quickly, please. Agreement as the temple of God with idols. For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Watch. God wants people to become his children, and he wants to be God to them. That is the church. The people in the world to whom God is God is the church of God. That's the church. That's the church. Continue. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate. Come, the Lord. come out from among them and separate yourself. Yes, said the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters saith the Lord Almighty. Thank you. God wants to become a father to many sons and daughters. As you and I build a church we are allowing more and more and more and more and more and more people to become the sons and the daughters of God. And if we don't build a church, we are allowing more and more and more people to remain the children of Satan. So how many of you realize that the church is important? Can I see your hand? How many of you are going to build a church? How many of you are going to build a church? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I've shown you that the church is the most important institution. That is what Jesus is doing. I'll show you what the church is. Alright? I'll end today, but tomorrow, God willing, I'm going to 
teach us why the church is important. I'll show you what the church is. How many of you understand the church now? Do, do you understand it? So what do you say? I'm going to church. I'm working for the church. I'm a pastor of a church. You now understand it. Now, tomorrow, God willing, I'm going to explain to you why the church is important and how we can build the church. Hallelujah. Alright? Yes. And I hope you'll be here in the mornings because pastors, in the mornings, I'll be teaching us how to grow large churches. Is that a blessing? Oh, pastors, God is going to give you grace. Your church is going to move from 50 to 500 to 300 to 1,000. It will happen to you. May you be one of the people that will build the church of God. I said, may you be one of the people that will build the church of God. Let us 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 build the church of God. And we can build the church of God if we have the mind to build the church of God. Let me give you my last scripture, then we go home. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 16. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 16. And it came to pass from the time forth that the half of my servants rose in the walk, and the other half of them held both the spears, the shields, and the bows, and the habagions, and the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Are you in Nehemiah chapter 4? Yes. And verse 16? Yeah? Or verse 6? So built we the wall. Yes. And all the wall was joined together unto the earth thereof. Yes. For the people had a mind to walk. For the people had a mind to work. Hallelujah. The living work of faith ministries international. This is what God is saying. Have the mind to build for the Lord. And you will be able to build for the Lord. May the Lord lift you up and anoint you. May God use you as one of the people who are going to build a church. Stand your feet and lift up your hands. Yes. Lift up your hands. I want you to pray and say, Lord, give me a desire to build your church. Give me a desire to build your church. Give me a burden to build your church. Lift up your hands everywhere and begin to pray. Yes. Lift up your voice and pray, Lord, give me the mind to build a church. A mind to build a church. A mind to build your church. Lift up your hands and pray, everybody. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lord, give me the mind. We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, College Opposite the College Main Gate. 
Our service times are Early Rain Service, 6.30 to 8.15 a.m. Love and Hope Service, Local Languages Services, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Love and Faith Service, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church is also at 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. Be part of our midweek impartation service this and every Tuesday from 6.15 to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For further prayer and counseling and further inquiry, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you. To glorify your